epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hang Time Podcast. Backing down a lefty hook, takes it in! With your host, Elliot Anderson, stop it down behind his head. Seku Smith, but tipping is good at the buzzer. And Vince Thomas. Slices across the lane, puts up a hook on the run. No, but a dynamite stick back slam! Now it's time for the tip up Back again, the Hang Time Podcast here at NBA.com. Seku Smith from the Hang Time Blog. Vincent H. Thomas, my partner in basketball crimes, rocking with me. Vince, what's happening? I'm good, man. You know, uh, pumping the Drake album. What's up with you? Drake. What you forget what you... that Drake. When you hear that Clint Hawkins beat, how do you not how do you not rock yeah, with that? Yeah, that that you Hang know Time what? Podcast beat. Come on, man. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put you in contact with with you know the the hip hop production squads ar- around the way, Clint, because you got you got fire, baby. Download that. Put that on YouTube. Put it on YouTube, even. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Hawkins, uh, our master of uh, controls in there. Super Michael Hart, our super producer behind the glass. Just back again, Vince. The NBA Finals. A couple games in the bag. Yeah. Uh, you know, the series is shifted here to Boston now. Um, what What did it look like to you watching those games in LA? Did you Did you notice anything glaring that 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 startled you about these two teams, or anything you maybe didn't expect to happen between these two teams? Um, I mean, it, not really, and I'm sure we'll get into this with our guests, you know, a little bit later on. But, you know, my initial thoughts or my final thoughts after game two is what I expected. I expect I expected for Boston to come out with that Boston defense and make it difficult for Kobe. Uh, I didn't ex- didn't necessarily expect them to win, but it was a it was a tough game for both for both teams. Um, Kobe got into foul trouble, so that obviously impacted the outcome. But you know, it's, it's a long series, so no, no, no surprises there. No surprise. You're not you're not frightened at all that uh, that the man formerly known as KG is is now just regular Kevin Garnett. I mean, he I mean he didn't look like the dude we've come to know in those first couple of games. I mean, he was a shell of himself. It was it was to me it was startling. It was I mean it was stunning to watch how how easily Paul Gasol you know was was handling him and how he was you know going over and around him and doing basically whatever he wanted. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't expect that, um, but I expected for Powell to outplay the the Celtics big you, bigs. We we discussed that going into the the finals with 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 three D. Um, so you, again, KG was in foul trouble in, in both in both games. So I, I again, I don't expect for him to come out in Game Three and lay another egg. 
Right. Will, will Pau Gasol continue to outplay him? Yeah, because Pau Gasol is better. But, wow. Um, I mean, well, wow. Why, why is that a wow? Well, I didn't, I didn't remember a lot of people saying that before the series started. Like, I remember a lot of people oh. questioning Powell's toughness. Not you. I'm just talking yeah. about people in general. Yeah. Um, I the think... people weren't necessarily as convinced going into the series that, that Powell was hitting Garnett. Yeah, but, you know, say like that, and, you know, my, my column that's up on NBA.com right now is, is sort of getting into that in terms of people – um, so committed to keeping Powell in that 2008 box when he, he just wasn't prepared for that stage. That was the first time that he was ever on that stage, and, and he admittedly did not play well. He got punked. But Powell Gasol has actually gotten better since 2008, gotten stronger, um, is now more comfortable with his team. He had only been with that team for, for three or four months in, in 2008, so much has happened to to make Pau Gasol a legitimate Laker anchor in these in the two championship runs that that have um, succeeded that 2008 Finals appearance. And KG has gotten two years older on the downside of his career. Has had two injuries that have affected him. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't think there's I don't think there's any there should I don't think there should be any dispute as to who the better player is between KG and Powell. I think the what the question is is Powell the second best player in the series. Period. The second best player in the series overall. Overall. Wow. Overall. You think uh, you think he ranks ahead of anybody else other than Kobe in the, in the series? I, I I think you can make a legitimate case for that. At least I yeah. did in my column today. That's up on NBA.com, listeners. What about your What about your guy, uh, uh, Rajon Rondo, who's been balling? Balling, I mean, balling out of control. Yeah, crazy. You, you know, yeah. So I mean, you can make a case for 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 Rondo as well. You know, I'm not saying that Powell is should be the consensus, you know, pick for, as the second best player in the series. I'm saying that the way he has played thus far, and and really throughout the playoffs, there is a, an easy case to make for him being the second best player on the floor, and I I think. Really, he's been the best player. If you take both performances in both games, I think he's been the best player of the series thus far. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of people will tell you that they think, uh, you know, after watching game two, that Rajon Rondo has been the best player on either on either team, Kobe included. And I and I, you know, before the playoffs, before the finals, rather, I would have I would have laughed at that idea. But after watching them in person, the dude, he's, he's the difference on the floor for both, between the two teams. He's the one dude. That really has no match right now. So you, you know what they'll say. I mean, he because Rondo had a, a virtuoso performance in in Game Two. I mean, that was it was an incredible performance, especially the second half where he he literally took over the game. Um, and he had a good Game One. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't it wasn't exceptional. I think that I think that Paul Gasol had two exceptional games in Game Game One and Game Two. Um, and we would be t- we would be saying much more about Powell's performance in Game Two if Kobe would have been able to have w- wouldn't have been in foul trouble and would have been able to close the game like he usually does, uh, and the Lakers would have gotten that win. Because um, when you when you put up what twenty five eight six blocks and then the game before that you got uh, what twenty three fourteen and three blocks. I mean, Powell has been he he's been dominating that that Celtic front court, and I think that that is the chief difference between this finals and the finals of 2008 and why you won't see Boston just sort of raise the Lakers like they did, um, you know, two years ago. We're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, Rondo almost had a triple-double in the first game, you know, and and had one 
um, going away in a second. So it's just interesting. It, it'll be interesting to wa- keep watching this. One thing we can't dispute, though, one thing we cannot argue, uh, the coldest the coldest balling cat in the history of uh, of uh, hip hop music. And you let him tell it, I guarantee you he'll 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 argue anybody down that he's the dude. That's Michael Bivens of uh, New Edition and Bell Biv DeVoe fame. Joining us here on the Hang Time Podcast. How y'all doing, man? We good, bro. We good. How you doing? I mean, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just trying to understand why we 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 are not letting them Rondo get the proper respect going into the series and. We do know that the saw does get soft after a while if you get frustrated. <laughs> and and I would say that when when I watch the game and what I feel from the game is is that the maturation of Rondo is a bigger story than somebody yelling at Casal in the dress room or the locker room to deal with Perkins and KD because Rondo actually is the engine to the Celtics and the Lakers could possibly beat the Celtics to stay close in the game if Gasol was on the bench, if Kobe was on all cylinders. It's a big difference in terms of who means the most or who had the biggest maturation from 08 to 2010 finals. Good. That's a, that's a very good point. And, you know, we're, we're, we'll get back to that. But just so our listeners know who we're speaking to right now, you know, Sekou, you know, new, they need to know that new addition um, for our generation, Generation X, was like the Jackson Five to you know our parents' generation. <laughs> no you know question. what I mean. And then yeah. we and then we move on into the '90s and you know and Biv and and um, Ronnie DeVoe and, and Ricky Bell, BBD. They were like one of the first groups to really, really, really meld R&B music with pop music and hip hop music. You know what 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 you call it, Biv? Um, hip hop smoothed out on the R&B tip with a pop filler pill to it, right? Yeah, you sound like you in the group, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, then, and and then just to bring it all together, you know, New Edition is from Boston. So Biv yeah. is from Boston, grew up a Boston fan, which is why he was repping so hard for Rondo just a second ago, but I I feel your point from 2008 to 2010. Yeah. I, okay, Rondo has made the, the the biggest leap. Is he more important than Gasol? To is he more important to the Celtics than Gasol to the Lakers? Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Let's let's just understand that. To be honest with you, Nate Robinson actually is a great energizer, but in terms of a pure point guard towards the end of the game, he has turned into a pure, you know, point guard, and he has the, the job of satisfying everybody else on the court, why he still has to find his game to make the Lakers respect, one, the jump shot that they don't want to respect, and two, the fact that if you do move back too far, he's liable to do a nice pass, or he's developed the attitude, if you move back too far and worry about my pass, I might go by you and go to the hole. Hmm. Now, he's, listen, he's, he's by far the one cat in the series that has no equal. Like you cannot. There's not a point guard that the Lakers can pull out to match up with Rajon Rondo. And it's feel me on this. It's one of the reasons they had so much trouble with Ray Allen in Game Two is because Kobe had to try and guard Rondo, mm-hmm. and that left Derek Fisher and Sasha Vujacic and Jordan Farmer and these cats to try and deal with Ray Allen, which was not happening. Seven threes in the first half, seven for seven, and in, in eight in the game. You know, a Finals record. So. I think the bigger point on Rondo is that not only is he 
the one guy that doesn't have a match, but he's playing the one position that impacts everybody else on the floor because he's got that ball in his hands all the time. He's a quarterback. Yeah, big yeah. time. But but let me let me push back for a little you know a little bit, Biv, when you talk about Gasol sort of going in and out of bouts of, of softness because personally I think that that is one of the misconceptions that remain really as residue from from 2008 especially when Gasol plays against the Celtics you know at, at you know from 2009 to now because I think that he gets up for this squad more so than any other and Biv I, I'm serious I don't think there's anything that any of those Celtics defenders can do to stop Gasol if he's committed and I think he's committed now you you know you're absolutely right. I just wanted to get in the car to defend my hometown. I think, I think I think the point you were making is a valid point. We are noticing that the Casal that we thought he was, he's actually being able to play. He's almost kind of in that Tony Kukoc seat for the Chicago. You know, an international ball player that sometimes it takes a little nudging to get him to be in the flow of the game that you know he can play. And I think Kobe has taken the time to develop him to say, hey, man, you know, we are the Kareem and Magic of now. You do understand right. the role that you're playing. And more importantly, I need you to go more to the hole and be around the basket. I mean, them offensive rebounds in the first game and all that, it was entirely too easy. You knew if Perkins, he's probably so caught up in too much attitude and expression might lead to a tech that you know back in 08 they would have put Casal on his butt. And it wouldn't have been as easy for Farmer to come up the middle. That, and Kobe wasn't even trying to come to the hole in 08. And that was part of the problem. He was being too much of an outside shooter. So, yeah, we are noticing that Casal is making a step up, man. And, and it's probably good for the game because if we didn't get to enjoy this series and see a difference from 08, then what would be the reason to tune in? It'd just be a lopsided game. So there's other stars on the court besides the ones you see all over television. Mm-hmm. No no doubt about that. Biv, have you have you been worried at all watching KG and, and the fact that he's not playing up to his standard uh, and just wondering if it's more to it than, than, than Father Time or if there's something else wrong with his body or is it just age that's doing this to him? You know what, though? I've learned something when I was at Dallas All-Star Game. What I realized with KG is he's playing the mind game with us when we're looking more for his basketball game. In the All-Star game, he was really rooting, you know, for um, Nowinski to win the MVP because he was in Dallas. And that's just the type of person he's turned into. And I think, honestly, he's in that locker room on that court probably fighting through some pain. But he's trying to figure out another way to be an asset on the court. And what we want him to do to be the asset is to turn around, you know, the KG of yesterday. But times are changing. He is getting older. But I know he's in somebody else's ear. He's actually Rondo's character on the court. He has probably turned into that captain or that coach, that extension of Rivers on the court. And I just think that between Gasol going to the hole and L.A., the finals, he has to decide on, am I going to be the coach or am I just going to find my game? And I think he's thinking too much on which way to play because he doesn't care if he gets 30 or 20. He just wants to win. But he's in Perkins' air and he's in Rondo's air, and I don't think we're talking about it enough because we want to see him do his thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're ex- I, I just don't. it's not realistic 
anymore, especially, you know, since he's had two significant injuries in in the past two seasons. I just don't think it's realistic uh, to expect for KG to, you know, come out and, and 20 tennis to death. It, it, that's just not – I don't think he's capable of that anymore. Wow. I don't. You think he right. is? You think? Well, well I, I don't. You, you know what? To be honest with you, do you really need that for us? You to don't. Win? You don't. I mean, think yeah. about it. You know what we really need him to do is when the game is over and he think about all those years in the Timberwolves and all those upsetting years making the playoffs and going home, reaching the finals, and smelling it. Right now, we just need him to do some talking. We need some locker room leadership, man. Mm-hmm. Because if what person knows more pain about losing and getting there and smelling it than him, than anybody on either team? True. Who's, who's had more disappointment and pain? So that's why I said for me, I might didn't answer the question in terms of is he old or not. I could have shortened it. But in his defense, I just know that sometimes ball players have to make an adjustment. Either you make a physical adjustment which are going to the hole to the jump shot, or you make a mental adjustment and be honest with yourself and say, hey, man, I got to run this KGism through somebody else and hopefully a commentator or a sports journalist will recognize what I'm doing and get off my back. And maybe that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help people get off his back and just say, yo, I feel you, brother, but in the real world, if you're not doing no turnarounds and you're not playing hard on defense, then as a ball player in the same, we're going to feel like you're falling off. KG-isms. Right. <laughs> I like that. I like that, yeah. I got, we got to steal that KG-isms. <laughs> listen, listen, baby, let me ask you about growing up in Boston, you know, and, and all of the lore that comes with the Celtics franchise. And then, you know, y'all get on with New Edition, Bell Bib DeVoe. I know you're doing Hollywood. Did you ever cross the line, even for a couple of weeks, and, and, and turn into a Laker fan. Yep. Seriously, you tell us. Yep. You yeah, he did. <laughs> no, I think the closest we came to being a Laker fan was putting Magic Johnson in our My Secret video. Because <laughs> we, we we actually filmed it after a Portland Trails Blazers Lakers game. And um, they graciously gave us Laker uniforms. So we had a Laker uniform with our name on it. But it's kind of hard, you know, to kind of switch over because it, there's no one to rock with. When you're in Boston, in the hood, in Orchard Park, I mean, no one's even wearing the purple and gold because it goes with your sneakers. We're still going to green and white Adidas. You know, it, it, it's going to stick out, man, and there's no way to root. So, nah, man, even though I thought Magic was nice, I just let him be nice. I didn't really, like, rock with him to the point where, you know, he's he's become a Celtic, man. It's just a golden rule, man. You stay on your side of the court, man, and, and that's what we did. That's what I did. You know what, Biv, and that's news to me because I have, you know, some, some friends that grew up in Boston um, in their, you know, 30s, early 40s um, that said that there that there were some people, actually, that didn't get down with Boston in the 80s. They were Showtime fans. Well, you know what? On another note, if you're talking about did we waver and become a fan, no. Mm-hmm. But did we become a did we still want the Celtic to win? Yes, but let me get in depth to your point. We wanted the Celtic to win. We just wanted other ball players to get credit. We wanted Cedric Maxwell, Gerald Henderson, Dennis Johnson, you know, Robert Paris, you know, we wanted Nate Archibald. We wanted them to get credit when they were on the court and Larry Bird was on the bench. And they said, oh, that was a great play by Nate Archibald. 
he must have was just feeling like Larry was on the court, and it helped him make the basket. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, that is probably the only thing no one in the country is talking about. Mm-hmm. But as an African-American, there was a time where we felt to go to Af- we felt as though the African American ball player was getting overshadowed even when it was obvious they were putting in work. That irritated the hood. Because you're te- you're, you're telling us that Nate Archibald wasn't good enough to do his finger roll with the left and Larry's on the bench for five fouls and that's why he made it. Don't do that to us. Were and don't do that don't do that to Nate. Were were you a Larry fan? Were you a Bird fan, McHale fan? Yeah, see, fan? that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. They, we mm-hmm. liked it. The Celtics, we were just fighting for a different thing. We were just like, you know, let them. And, and that's what you were getting with the ball plays. Like, in the hood, that's what the beef was. Come on, man. Get a guy some love. And now, and now, there's only Scalabrini on the, on the um, court. And we love Scalabrini. We cherished him. When he's about to make a sub into the game, the building goes crazy. The hood loves him. And the Celtics have never looked like, you know, this type of team ever before the whole time I've been living. And I think it's just amazing that the organization and the fans have accepted that times have changed and we're all on the same page now. And it's so beautiful in Boston. Mm. You know, say, say if I can just if I if, if I can just ask a, a quick follow up, um, yeah. because, you know, Sekou and I, you know, before we got on there, we were um, – talking and i just wrote a piece on espn.com about how i believe that the lakers are now the most hated team or franchise in basketball whereas all the time i was growing up it was always the celtics especially if you were from the east coast you know you you net you did not get down with the celtics but now i I know people from you know philly dc um atlanta people you know you ask them who they're pulling for and they're pulling for the Celtics because everybody hates the Lakers. Why? You, Go ahead. You know what, though? Not mm-hmm. to cut you off. And, and I find this to be a funky call right now. Mm-hmm. It's not even the Lakers that everyone is rooting against. Kobe has some sort of seed planted in people's heads that they're rooting against him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Kobe ever did to anybody. I thought... The girl, I asked the girls sometime when I'm in the sports bar back in the day. He's like, oh, he's so fine. He's the joint. Look at his eyes. And then I think, and then I think the situation in Colorado, maybe him getting getting wiped up, took him off the market. And it seems like somewhere between getting married and that incident, it seemed like he lost a little credibility with people. But Kobe is actually a pure. NBA ball player that a kid would want to wear his jersey because he's at the top of his game for generation. So I'm confused. What are, what is he doing to irritate you as a ball player if you like basketball that you don't like the Lakers? And I think it has a lot to do with public perception and things that went on off the court. Because other than that, the kid is at the top of his game. He, he comes to the game ready to play. And as a fan, when you're watching and you're spending your money to buy a ticket, you want to know a guy's going to put it all on the line, and Kobe does that. Mm-hmm. You, you, know what's, you know what's funny about it, too, Biv, is people forget, and I, and I have this argument with my friends all the time, everybody didn't rock with Jordan back in the day. Like, everybody now, you got this history, like, you go, oh, yeah, Jordan, 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 Jordan. I remember there were cats who hated Jordan just because he was the best. Yeah. And don't, and don't you get some of that? I mean, I know you had to get some of that. 
when you know when New Edition and BBD at the at the top of the game, y'all had to get some of that hate just for the sake of hate. Yeah, when we were younger, the guys didn't even rock with us, man, because they said we 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 weren't boys from the hood. We wouldn't punch you in the mouth. Like, come on, man, this is a, a real men over here. We're just young. The women like us, and then now. There's not a husband or boyfriend or dude trying to get a girl who ain't in the aisle stepping like us in concert. Right, right. And then, you know, and then when you see him after the show, if you go to the club, they be like, yo, yo, come here, Mike. Man, I ain't really liked you when you was little, man. I ain't like y'all. But y'all all right with me. Right. I knew all this stuff. <laughs> but my girl irritated me, so I act like I didn't want to hear it. And I'm like, wow, what a difference. Everyone getting older, man. So, yeah, it's a little bit of that. It's a little hating, but... When he loses, I don't think it hurts him more than losing than the backlash he gets from the public. I think that kid is a born winner, man. And when he loses, I think it really bothers him, man. Like, he looks like he goes somewhere and, and deals with that like no other person because he puts himself on a high level and he wants to be the best. And, and, and I feel bad for Kobe when he loses, but I sure enough don't want him to be that. Let, 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 let's keep let's keep it with Kobe for a second, let, and, and and sort of use your um, years in the entertainment industry as a parallel, Biv, and keep it one hundred with us. You know, New Kids on the Block was from Boston too, so hit New Edition is out. You know, New Edition they're, they're the star group, and you know everybody loves New Edition, the, the the New Jackson Five, and then all of a sudden here comes New Kids on the Block, and New Kids on the Block is getting a lot of shine too. You see any parallels between Kobe and LeBron with the or may, let's not let, let's forget about uh, New Kids on the Block. Let's say maybe Troop. You know some of the, the nah, some of the troop, groups nah, that some of the no. groups. Yeah, man, thought, Troop people used to new, rock with Troop. Man, you could have you could have said New Kids and New Edition if you probably would have went back, would have stylized it with Magic and Larry, and then said, "Well, give me your feel between Kobe and LeBron." Okay. I think the new. You know what? More so than. Group. Let's just deal with the name of the group because the name of the group is a is a good point, and I know where you're going. Let's just say the new kid on the block, as opposed to the new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, honestly, we wanted to see it so bad to see how they go against each other at the at the final round. I just think that what we're forgetting is everybody that became the star took six, seven, eight years to get to that final round. And LeBron has got, he had to go through it. Even though he was there a couple of years ago, he didn't win, and that hurts just as much. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, it is the question, does does Kobe feel LeBron's heat? Is LeBron better than Kobe? Is Kobe better than LeBron? Which way do you want me to answer this one? I want you. I want. I, I want you to take it from the Kobe perspective, with the new kid on the block, whether or not it's new kids on the block, a troop, or whatever group was was coming behind you guys at that time. Like just the way the way the way you felt about them, and the and how you think Kobe perceives LeBron as a competitor to his throne. Um, I think um, you know what Kobe reminds me a lot of Mike. And this may sound crazy, and this is keeping it 100. I think if you would have asked Mike between Larry and Magic, you know, just a hypothetical question, Mike, when you're on the court, you know, who do you feel is rocking with you as your equal? He's guaranteed to say someone like Charles Oakley, 
or, you know, someone left. I just think Kobe, if I was to ask Kobe that what I've had, I just feel as though either one of them would say the other if they had to pick. But if you ask them to choose between that person, then that would be the only way they talk about it. And I think that's the only way I could answer that. If Kobe was to say, who do you care to heat? I don't think he would say LeBron. I think he would say somebody other than that, just because I think he's that type of person who thinks that way to throw your question off. Because he wouldn't want to give LeBron any kind exactly. of edge. I feel you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just like Mike, Mike would never say it was magic. He'd be like, nah, man, it's Charles. I like the way Charles want to get at me when I play the Knicks. He just seems like, Mike, <laughs> he, come on. He'd have, been like it was, he'd have been like it was Fat Lever, man. Fat it's Lever just, was my compare. Elvin Robinson. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was Byron Russell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, it, right, just right. Seemed like, <laughs> it just seemed like these guys do things to mess with us. But you know what, though? That's because I think, truthfully, they do think about that person all the time. I just don't think they ever want to confirm it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's no doubt. Well, look, Bib, we, we know you're busy. We know you got a game to watch uh, tonight. And uh, if you catch me or Vince at the concert, I will be I will be in the aisle doing all the steps to every song, <laughs> and I will have no shame. I got, hey, I man, you know what, when y'all come to the show, it's going to be because I give you a ticket, give you all access. Make sure that you're comfortable, man, and you enjoy yourself as if you were sitting at the front row of a basketball game. So that one is on me. That's what's up, Biff. All right, and call me, man, because if you need to beg to differ, it's only game two, man. I got a feeling we might be seeing six, possibly seven, maybe six, hopefully seven. And if you want to wrap up, man, call me, man. I love to... One, two, three, punch the call again. I, I, I like the realness in this call, man. But I will say this, and I said this Friday when I was on ESPN. I said, when Ray Allen shows up to the arena, there's something about him and that jump shot that keeps us in the game. When, when Nate Robinson shoots, we sometimes hope it goes in. Even when Paul Pierce shoots, we hope it goes in. But when we're watching that television and that ball is moving around that three-pointer and he's cutting and he's doing his things, we always want him to have the ball because the percentage is higher and we know the one thing he does, man, he delivers when he's in the flow. Oh, he's ice cold. He is probably the difference maker in the game. He's ice cold. No we, doubt. No we doubt. shall we shall see. And I'm, I'm taking you up on that offer when you come through to Atlanta, Biv. Don't, I, don't act kid. like you don't know me. No, nah, man. Road, baby. Just put on the butt. Just put on the button up, man. We 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 gonna do it R and B style. I got you. All right, Bev. All right. Appreciate right. you. Appreciate the time, right. man. BT, that's you know, I love when when cats can cross over yeah. from uh, you know genre to genre. I mean, these Bell Bib DeVoe was was linking hip hop and hoops long before it was the chic thing to do. Them cats, they were. You remember the old clips of Michael Bibbins remember trying the, to go between his legs right. like he was just. <laughs> Remember the, video, that, remember the video that was the poison video my yeah, man he came through with the he came through with the finger roll he had on the red sweats with the yeah. it, remember he at one point he was sitting on top of the hoop with the uh with the rate with red sweats and the raiders parker oil, remember well, they, he, listen, was, he was always balling that was that was my golden era and unfortunately for the pictures that i that i see nowadays from that era it was also my awful era because <laughs> all the all the styles they kicked back then your boy was trying to mock you know i was mimicking and mocking him yeah. rolling my jeans up at the bottom i mean just some abominable yeah fashion 
miscues I had in, in that era, man. So I, I love I love them for it. But one day my kids will be laughing at me for it too. So I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get both in. Cause you remember when they went to the BBD era and and Biv and, and and then they started. You remember it was the graffiti on the overalls and whatnot. Like you know they the the early nineties they really took fashion to some other place. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, Hammer, yeah, they took it off the page. <laughs> but that was that that was still you know every week you know sometimes we get you know these people to, to call in and, and, and kick it with us and you know that's one that that guest right there was was one of the 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 um more special ones because you know growing up that would that, like like i said they were like the jackson five of our era you know what i mean the no new addition. can you stand in the rain do you know how many times my sister's pump can you stand the, i mean if it on. isn't love you know all uh, you know on. mr telephone man you know it, they were they were they were what they were was what was up man they were it i have my little sister has not listened probably listened to the hang time podcast yet when i when i hit her tonight you know and i let her know like hey we had michael Bivens on there Believe me, this thing is getting lit up. It's going to get lit up. <laughs> Same thing with me, man, because I, I, I had already texted my sisters like, yo, I think we're going to have Biv on the on the podcast, and they haven't listened to the podcast yet. My sisters and my female cousins and whatnot, guaranteed they download it off of iTunes <laughs> as soon as it goes up, you know what I'm saying? Yes, just sir. To, just to hear the voice, man. So that was cool that, that, that he came on, and, you know, it seems like he might be uh, a dude that we can get on the horn, you know, a lot more as as the weeks proceed, you know, as the weeks and months yeah, and yeah, years need- proceed, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. We need to uh we need to definitely keep in touch with him because he he's got some interesting perspectives on things too like you know some very interesting stuff that I think you know you don't really look at it like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I I saw him on ESPN last week, so I I heard some of what he said there. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, but it's that that whole conversation we could do we could do a lot more with that conversation about the ball players getting credit back in the day that, that Celtics fans didn't think got credit. I mean, I remember that being a, yeah. a real important yeah. thing to people, man. It's, you know, it's, yeah. that's a long, that's a bygone era though, man. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor that point too much, but, uh, no. you know, but I think, I think the interesting thing though, is like, if you, if you bring it up to our current day now and where we're at now, where I think that LA is generally see LA is the most loved franchise they have the most fans but they're very polarizing they also have the most haters and I think it it, and it used to be Boston and I think what happened is that you know you had Larry Bird retire and Reggie Lewis passed and um they missed out on the Tim Duncan lottery and for a good 10 years after Bird's retirement Boston was just really irrelevant and you know it didn't matter if you lived in New York like I did or Chicago or Detroit or Atlanta it's you didn't spend a lot of time you didn't waste a lot of emotional capital thinking about Boston because they didn't matter right so the hate sort of started to die down and then you you get LA become that league sort of mammoth with the three-peat you know Shaq and Kobe Kobe was always polarizing you know early in his career maybe not as much as Allen Iverson but he was still a, a loved and and hated figure and then there was that Shaq and Kobe breakup. And, you know, everyone loves Shaq. So when the Lakers chose Shaq over Kobe, I think people sort of, you know, took that as like, you know, the, the Lakers, are, you know, what's, what's up with this I, squad? And then I, they start winning. Well, hold on. This. Then they start winning all these championships. Yeah. And, and, and now it's almost like Laker fatigue. You know what I mean? And I just think that I think that's how it got from the Celtics being the most hated to the Lakers being the most hated. 
I don't know. All I know is you said you tried to compare New Edition and Troop. I just that just I just came back rushing over me like, are you serious? No, I didn't. You tried well, to, no, I wasn't. Com- put, I wasn't comparing Troop them. as the new kid. On, you tried to put them in the in the same yeah. realm as uh, New Edition and New Kids on the Block. Are you serious? Well, when Troop Troop had a couple smash hits, and there was a good one to two year period where. They had the number one video on the, the Donnie Simpson video show over over New Edition. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a time period Trip. where Troop where Troop was that group. I guarantee you, if we talk to some other people, you just that... wanted a Jerry curl. That's all. You just wanted a Jerry. <laughs> Admit it. Admit it. Man, I'm from I'm 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 not I'm not from L.A. I wasn't rocking the the Ice Cube Jerry curl. They didn't rock Jerry Jerry curls from where I was from. No, no curls, baby. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, look, no activation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disregard that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have that uh, troop statement. We're gonna wipe that from the record, man. Let's, no, no, let, keep, let, no. Keep that on, on the record. Keep that on the record, please. Let's move on to uh, to, to a other other guest uh, here. Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports is joining us now on the Hang Time Podcast. Maybe, maybe we could talk to Mark. Mark's a West Coast cat. He, you know, maybe he could he could vouch for Troop being in the, in the same neighborhood as as New Edition back in the day. Mark, what's happening? I don't know. Troops in the same neighborhood as another bad creation. <laughs> so you Vince, mean that Vince is in here? Vince is in here swearing they on the same level as New Kids on the Block and New Edition. No, back in the day. you're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm saying that they were the upstart that was that was challenging New Edition. With spread my wings was a number one I hit. Remember. I don't remember. I'm just you, saying I don't remember. You don't re- well, that's, like the you don't, Magic and the Lakers last year. You, man, you don't you remember know? a lot of things. Say cool. That that doesn't mean it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Spears, what's up, big homie? Well, ask the, the way to know how big a group is, ask the young kids if they heard a new edition and ask them if they heard a troop. Yeah. What they say. Well, no, I mean, troop is not, again, troop is not on new edition's level. I'm saying they were the upstart. They were the challengers for for like a two-year period. But who? Okay. No, you okay. You would compare them. All right. All right. We're you not going to make this an R&B both. discussion. We're, oh, come on. Let's, let's talk about some basketball. Be quiet. Be quiet. You know? Spears, forget, Spears, forget he this. was relating them to Kobe. He was like saying that, well, you know, like with, Asking Michael Bivens, like, would, would would Troop be compared to the way y'all, you know, when you were top of your game and Kobe was coming up? I just didn't see the correlation. What? You're not – I didn't – say that again. That That's not what I said I at all. I didn't get it. I didn't get that. Well, but I don't know how Troop got in the conversation with doing this. That's because you're dense. Let's talk about that's the that, basketball. That would, be like, that would be like asking is, uh, you know, is is uh, some some end of the bench cat for, you know, for the Golden State Warriors, Kobe's competition bench. You got it. Get your analogies together, bro. Get them right. Spears. Anyway, let's get let's get. To yeah, it, can we man. talk about some basketball? I'm done. Boston man. What's going on with you? You you calling for a quick series or a long series here, man? In this NBA. Finals? Oh, I've, I've said I think it's going seven all along. I know you want your <laughs> LA time, so you have no problem yes, with that. But yes, uh, yeah, no, I think this is going to be a long drawn out series. Uh, expect the Lakers to at least win one here, and uh, I I just see this being a classic one when it's all said and done. Really? You know, I, well, I mean, I, I agree, um, or at least I hope so. But, you know, I was asking Sekou earlier, uh, Mark, if there's anything that for, you know, those of us that have not, that were not in L.A., uh, especially like, you know, fans weren't in L.A., not in Boston, not around the teams at the practices and the locker rooms, is there anything vibe-wise about the teams or demeanor-wise about the teams that, you, that give you a feeling – about how this series is going to shake out. No, I mean both of neither one of these teams are scared of the other. They both think they could win. Um, they both have respect and they both hate each other. It's uh, classic Celtics Lakers. Um, 
if there is an advantage, I do think that the Celtics do have a, a, a different kind of advantage at home. You know, Sekou will tell you when you go to Lakers games, it, it, it's more like a, an event. It's more like, who? let's see who's there. Oh, Stallone's right there. Okay, uh, Chris Rock is there. There's Jack Nicholson right there. And, you know, there's, there's uh, Leo DiCaprio. You know, at the Celtics games, they, they don't show up late. They show up 30 minutes early. They're chanting, let's go Celtics before the guys even hit the floor. They're serious. I mean, so I, I, in an odd way, I think that energy from the crowd there, I mean, people, I've, I've always wondered if crowds really help, you know, but I do think that, like, a guy like Kevin Garnett gets an extra boost of energy. A guy like Kendrick Perkins gets an extra boost from their bench, and the fact that they got, like, three straight games at home definitely should be helpful. But actually, I just wrote a story on Yahoo Sports, if you guys want to check it out, where... Actually, the road road teams have had more success in winning the three middle games in the finals history with road teams winning three times, uh, all three games, and home teams winning twice. And uh, I guess the first one to do it, and I talked to him today a little bit, it was uh, Isaiah Thomas. And uh, so, but I, either way, I, I don't see either one, either team sweeping in Boston. I, I expect us to go back to L.A. Yeah. Mark, let me ask you this. I mean, you were there front row in 2008, obviously, you know, covering the Celtics a lot closer, I guess, even than you are now. But what's everybody just assumed this was going to be some rematch of that, that 2008 series. What's changed the most to you between both teams from then to now in terms of is it, is it something tangible like the, the, the play of a certain guy or is it something else about maybe the accomplishment of winning the championship now they both come into this series – having won titles. I mean, what's the biggest difference? You know, I think the thing that's interesting to me is how much the players have changed in such a short time. I mean, Rondo was just, uh, you know, you you could have made an argument that Rondo was a fifth option in their starting offense, and they were just praying that he didn't mess up. They they picked up Cassell as an insurance policy just in case. Now he's the toast of the town. He's the face of the franchise. He's a future star. He's an all-star Jersey's a hot seller. I, I mean, I knew Rondo was going to be good. I just didn't know he was going to get this good this fast. On the flip side, I don't think anybody could have projected that, you know, KG would have taken this big of a step back after, uh, you know, you, you didn't see, obviously, see the knee injury coming. But nobody would have projected this. And then if you go look at the Lakers side, you know, Gasol at, two years ago was being called soft, weak, sissy, and all these things. And now... Uh, I think you could make an argument that he might be the best power forward in the game. And he's gotten stronger, tougher. He's played great these playoffs. And I think if you ask some Lakers insiders who's MVP for the Lakers so far, some you know, uh, would say Kobe and some might say Gasol. Uh, and, so, uh, and obviously there was no Bynum last time either. So right. that's the biggest difference. Now, Mark, I've been pretty vocal um, about how I think the Celtics are going to give Kobe trouble. And um, in game one, he had his way with them uh, for the first three quarters, and it just seemed odd. It didn't seem like I was watching, you know, the Celtics play defense at at all, you know, it, or any semblance of the Celtics defense that we've come to know. And then they, they buckled down in the fourth quarter, um, and, you know, if it wasn't for that, you know, last second, you know, uh, garbage three-pointer or garbage time, excuse me, three-pointer that he made, I think he would only have like two points that quarter. 
And then, although he was in foul trouble in game two, they, they still made it difficult because Ray Allen is one of the best players at denying Kobe the ball and denying Kobe getting the ball in the spots that he likes. And, you know, the, the, as we all know, the Celtics just play great perimeter defense. It, and that's what happened in 2008 as well. They, they shut him down um, by and large. Do you think that we'll continue to see that in, uh, in this series, or do you think that that will change as well and Kobe might pop off a couple more 30-point games? Kobe's not in foul trouble. He'll, he'll pretty much get to do what he wants. Really? Um, I think the thing that helps him, though, is he has help. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to respect Gasol. Uh, you got to respect Bynum in the post. You got to respect Fish from three-point range. And although Odom has struggled the first two games, you got to respect him offensively, too. So, you know, if you look at that first series, um, Celtics had, I mean, uh, my, uh, Dwayne Wade did his thing, but he didn't have any help. So I don't, I don't think the Celtics are so much worried about stopping Kobe. I think they're more worried about making sure that Gasol doesn't have 25 or, or Bynum doesn't have 15 or Odom doesn't have 15, you know, because uh, Kobe can't, I mean, maybe, well, I guess he can because <laughs> he's Kobe, but you don't expect him to, you know, score over 50 points, you know, he, but... You know, so so I think it's the the focus is on him, but they know, and Kobe knows he can't beat him by himself. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, I don't know if there's a guy in this series. I mean, even that last game, Ray Allen had eight threes, Mark, mm-hmm. and and it was still a tie, you know, a tie game late. So I mean, you you talked about it earlier about this being such an even match. I don't remember a finals matchup being this dead even, really, in the last. Decade or so. I mean, yeah. I thought the 2008 finals was going to be you know, match, I, but it wasn't. Say, cool. You you were there. I'll tell you one good finals that nobody talks about. I thought, you know, when they were talking about best of the decade, was that, you know, even though it wasn't high scoring or whatnot, I, I really enjoyed the Pistons uh, San Antonio series. Spurs, yeah, that was a good. You're right. That was. I mean, a good the Spurs one. came back. You know, yeah. came from the dead. Ori's big shot. I mean, that was a fun series all the way through. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh these two games are were so completely different these first two games and you know but i for for people that are, are love history love basketball just love craziness i mean tonight is is where it's at man the next three games are where it's at this this is this is where i think it's going to get a lot of fun i think you know one of the differences um with with this between this lakers team and the the one of 2008 is that there is Kobe is not dealing with as much desperation as he was in 2008 and I think that's why he um at at times forced it a little bit you know when when maybe he wasn't getting what or Boston wasn't giving him exactly what what he wanted um and because there's not as much desperation uh, now and also because he has more trust in his teammates because this is now their third championship run do you think that um we'll see a more calculated and and uh, wiser Kobe in terms of how he approaches the Boston defense yeah I mean I, I know people probably don't believe it but I truly believe he doesn't care how many points he gets now you know he just wants to win mm-hmm. he knows he'll probably be MVP at the end so he's not worried about that it's it's about uh I think he realized during those lean years until Gasol came that even he might be the best player in the league, but he can't win it by himself. And uh, so, no, I I definitely expect him to use his whole arsenal the best he can. I think he's happy with the team he has and what they're able to give him. 
And 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 these two teams on paper and in person, I think if if these two teams did a tournament with those two teams from 2008, these two teams right now would win. Really? You think uh, they'd be the 2008 good. Celtics? Wow. Hmm. Good point. I disagree, but okay. They just because uh, it's they're better. I mean, KG obviously uh, has digressed, but everybody else is better. Yeah, and and, if, and Mark, if I remember correctly, KG wasn't. It wasn't like KG owned that 2008 series. He didn't. He didn't dominate that series. He, he, he had, had. I know he had he a good closeout game, games. but he didn't dominate. Yeah, yeah, he was an MVP. I mean, right. a lot of people thought that if uh, Pierce didn't have that, uh, I guess it was a great game five. Yeah. Um, that Ray Allen probably would have been MVP. I think Ray and and Paul played the best. That's not to say KG didn't play good, but he wasn't the star of the series. No. Right. Well, he he's got some ground to make up if he's going to be the star of this series. I I know who the star of uh, picking me up to go to the game is. If you hurry up and, and get back over here to Cambridge, you can scoop your boy up and we can head over to the arena. So listen, Mark Spears, Yahoo Sports, joining us for the second time on the Hang Time Podcast. Mark, we appreciate you appreciate dropping time, in. Man. And, uh, we know you got to hustle, man. So thanks a lot. Spread my wings. <laughs> true. I don't even go back to true. That we long He's still going though. I like it. It's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. That Get good? out of here. We're gonna put. We're gonna auto tune that up in post production. Okay, still going. <laughs> Your pathway. Keep, keep it going. Uh, That's true. If you guys didn't know who that was. Yeah, exactly. Later. Exactly. You're a fool, man. I'll let you. All right, Mark. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I, you know, I almost forgot about that 2004 series because Mark and I were driving around Boston earlier today, man, getting getting haircuts and clowning. Oh, five and laughing and just, and just laughing about, no, it was the 04, uh, 05, yeah, 05 Spurs, uh, Pistons. You know, and it was the Pistons' second straight year in the finals. They had just, you know, basically a five-game sweep of the Lakers the year before that. Um, you know, so a lot of people expected them to get, get to the finals and, and roll and uh, it went to seven. You know, that last game in San Antonio, it was a monster series, but nobody watched, you know, because it was two teams that lacked that marquee value. Um, yeah, you, you know, had, so they were kind of they were kind of sandwiched in between some, you know, some other more more high profile series. You had to be a real, real, real basketball nut to appreciate that series because it, 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 it the style of play, um, the star power. Um, yeah, even the, even the mar- even the markets, you know, I mean, Detroit's a, a big, you know, a big market, but it's not not the biggest, you know. So yeah, that was a tough that was a tough series for the casual fan um, to to get involved with, you know, or to get excited. Oh, it was, about, it know? was, and I mean, and I almost, like I said, I almost forgot about it because we we were talking earlier about just so many different lopsided series. You know, you got to remember, New Jersey made it to the finals two years in a row and got earhole, you know, by uh, by two different teams. So I mean, it's like it, it was just a stretch where where you, you you haven't had a ton of evenly matched series, you know, in the finals where teams could go toe-to-toe all the way up and down the roster and get loose, you know what I'm saying? You, you have not had that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think we have that here. You know, there, here's something. Here's a question I want to pose to you, though, say, you know, for, for, the, for those that pick the Celtics in seven, I just find it so difficult to in, to imagine or envision – Kobe Bryant and Phil Jackson losing the game seven at Staples. If, even though yeah. Boston is a great road team. I mean, like, if if that if that actually happened, you know, if, if people who are picking Boston at seven, if they're saying, no, I think Boston could beat Kobe on his home floor and the Lakers on their home floor in the, in the game seven, 
I, that would seriously diminish Kobe's legacy. I mean, like, significantly. Yeah. I mean, that's probably, we're getting ahead of ourselves even talking about a, you know, them losing the game seven. They got to make up some ground here in Boston first and but foremost. Just hypoth- but just hypoth- hypothetically, like, what, like, I mean, if, if, it, if it comes to a game seven, what, wouldn't, the, wouldn't the, the, the smart money have to be on the Lakers? Sure. I mean, they got, you know, the, the smart money is on the home team in a game seven always. Um, you know, and that's usually the way it turns out if you look at the numbers. But, you know, again, they better get they better get one of these first couple games here in Boston. Um, because if you if you're the Lakers and you haven't stolen a game here after the these first couple and you you got to talk about coming in Sunday night and winning a game to, to stay alive at Boston Garden. Mm hmm. You know, and I know it's TD Garden, whatever they call it now, but it's Boston Garden as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that, you talk about an uphill battle. That That is going to be a beast. Now, so, you know, trying to stay alive here without winning one of these first two games here in Boston. That 2-3-2 format will become, a, you know, an anvil around the Lakers' neck if they can't win one of these first two. Yeah, I mean, they, they, have, they definitely have to win um, one of the first two. I think, obviously, I think game four will be – is the is the more um is the more significant game you know the more important every game's important but what i'm saying like if the lakers lose you know game three and i kind of think that boston you know coming home for the first time um you know in in the finals i I, you know i just see them winning this game i I, i'd find it hard to believe that la is going to come in here and snatch the first game from boston i just think there'll be too much emotion uh riding on their side both from the team and and from the fans um but if if LA doesn't win this game the sky's not falling you know okay so it's 2-1 you you know you still have two games to to snatch in Boston that game four is going to be all important um because if you go down 3-1 I don't know if you can beat Boston three times in a row even though even though if you can get that game five and get it back to Staples you have a chance obviously I I think you have to win game four you have to if they lose game four you know I'm just I'm calling it over we can talk about game sevens and, and hypothetical this and hypothetical that, but game three is the most pivotal game when the finals is tied 1-1 since we've gone to the 2-3-2 format since, since 1985. Ten times out of ten, the team that's won game three has won the series. So you got to play tonight. You got to can't think about plotting for game four or game five or anything else on the road. You got to win tonight's game, and that's why – Rajon Rondo talked about it. Kobe talked about it. They all talked about the fact, you know, the, you got to win the next game. That next one is the most important game in the finals. Um, it's 1-1. Whoever takes that 2-1 lead puts the heat on the other team going, you know, going into that next one. And that's how you play this thing. I, I think, Vince, it's just a, it's very important to have tunnel vision and to be locked in on, on the task at hand when you get to this point in the season. And that's, I think that goes for everybody involved, coaches, players, fans, everybody. Yeah, true. And I, yeah. and, and um, what I also know, you know, here on Wikipedia is that in 1990, Troop had back-to-back number one hits. Spread my wings. All I do is think of you. So, so all I'm going to say. If we want to go down, if we want All I do is think of you. So, so all I'm going to say. If we want to go down, if we want to go down the list of one and two hit wonders that, that came along in the last 30 years or however old you are, we'd we be here all night. But nobody, and I mean... Nobody on the planet Earth other than you and the members of Troop would ever associate their names with New Edition and New Kids on the Block. Hang time podcast. <laughs> Atlanta and Boston doing the crisscross. 
thing, you know, as usual, since the playoffs have started. Uh, we'll be back next week. Might be, might still talking finals. Might be on to the draft and free agency. You never know. Uh, we need to thank our guests, Michael Bivens and Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports, both joining us this week. Vince, uh, you know, get that iPod, go back and listen to them old tunes and, and uh, see if you can find anybody else that, that jumped up on the music radar, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, man. Let us know all about it next time. Hey, enjoy that game, man. No doubt. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.